The process of buying a vehicle hasn't changed much over the last 30 years until now. Carbiza is the world's first app to harness the power of AI to accurately predict your best financing scenario, all while keeping you anonymous. We'll be chatting with many people who are here to help, to guide you, to make it easier for you to understand. That's what this Carbiza podcast is all about. My name is Bryn Griffiths and joining us is Kevin Wong. It's our job to guide you through the exciting complex world of buying a vehicle. And on today's episode, joining us is the VP of Sales and co-founder of Carbiza, Nick Samaha. You know, what I'd really like to get into with folks is, frankly, what to look for when you are inspecting and test driving a new or near new vehicle, because there's some some variances. And then I know in our next podcast, obviously, we're going to get into the older and higher mileage vehicle. That one is quite significant as well. Okay, where do you want to dive in on this one first then? You know what? The best thing to, to really approach with, with the audience is that it's all about research, right? Now, on average, most consumers will keep their vehicle for about 70 months, which is quite significant. So whatever you buy, whether it's new or near new, you want to make sure that it's going to work for you, right? So you got to do your research and Really, when it comes to uh, to a new vehicle, once you've done your research, you're going to uh, spend some time with the test drive. And the test drive really is all about convenience, comfort, and functionality on those types of vehicles. Now, I'm not sure if everybody knows out there, but in Canada, there's about 30 different brands with about 225 different models obviously a lot more in the U.S. So when you're researching a vehicle to get into, you have a lot of homework to do. One of the things you should obviously look at is, frankly, the reputation of that brand, the, the reputation of that model. Uh, when you're looking at a specific model as well, you want to narrow it down to trim because some lower trims may be more reliable than higher trim vehicles only because of the electronics, right? So you're going to check frankly, the reputation of the vehicle online. You're going to see how many recalls uh, the vehicle has gone through because that may also be an indicator. You also want to you know, really seek out some forums and some honest reviews out there. Really, it's all about making sure you, you do your homework when it comes to reliability. And again, keep in mind, some manufacturers are better than others. Some models within a manufacturer are better than others and some trims on a certain model are better than others. How do you determine which ones are better than others? Here's a question though, Nick, there's experienced experienced car buyers, and then there's people that are just getting in the market for the first time. You know, where where do they go? What do they look for? Because quite frankly, there is, I think, endless amounts of information out there from dealers, from manufacturers, from, car gurus, you know, from, from all over the place. Uh, so, so how do they determine, you know, what is better than others? Yeah, I know. Excellent question, uh, Kevin. Really, it's all about uh, uh, seeking honest reviews, honest opinion online. You want to make sure whatever it is you're looking at, that it's not a branded website that's really just pushing the message of the manufacturer. Right. So, again, this is where uh, truly looking at everything from consumer report to uh, lemonade to what have you will give you some clear insight on the reliability of that vehicle. It'll also give you a direction to pursue. 
if there isn't enough information for you on some of these uh, websites, then you, they'll definitely give you that opportunity to expand your horizon with respect to your research. To seek out third-party reviews, not just what that manufacturer or that dealer says. Yeah, absolutely. That's you know that's one way to summarize it. Obviously, is that you got to go to somebody neutral that has nothing to gain, uh, frankly, from you purchasing their brand, their model, uh, what have you, right? So obviously, third party is the direction that you want to go. Is there is there a danger of getting too much information? Back in the day, you know, my dad bought his Ford because his dad bought his Ford. When I didn't mm-hmm. buy a Ford, my dad was horrified. But it's just that the times have changed a lot, Nick. No, absolutely. And remember, back in the day, you didn't have 30 different brands out right. there. Right, yeah. Each brand didn't have, really, dozens of models. So it was really easy to, to narrow your focus, do your research. Once you loved a brand, once you loved a, a, a particular model in that brand, you just stuck with it because it worked for you. Things are different today. We've got options, right? And with options comes really a daunting research process, right? So, and frankly, you have to do your research. This is the second biggest investment for some individuals out there that they'll ever have to make, right? So homework is key, research is key. Now, once you've done your research and narrowed it down to a particular vehicle, even a particular model, you may have to test drive multiple trims within even that model. Right. So, again, uh, really, when, it, you know, back in the day, there may have been one or two models. Now you may have four, five, six different uh, trim levels within the model. Right. So just once you've done once you've done your research, you can ultimately narrow it down to specific model and then ultimately uh, get you to the next step, which is the actual test drive. Really, when it comes to new or new, near new vehicles, you're strictly, again, looking for that convenience, that comfort in that functionality. A lot of the new or near new models will still have warranty on them. So when it comes to, uh, you know, you being concerned about major failures, really it tends to protect you uh, just based on the fact that the manufacturer warranty is there for you. Makes sense. That, may, that makes sense. You know, when when you're talking about these older vehicles, you know, there's, again, there's lots to lots to go over. You know, where would you where would you advise somebody that doesn't know maybe their brand indifferent? You know, what what would you advise somebody to look for in terms of just the 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 qualities uh, or of the vehicle rather than brand? You know, as as uh, Bryn had mentioned, you know, if he's if it's not Ford, then he's basically outed from the family. <laughs> you know, if if somebody doesn't live in a family like that, they don't have they don't have any sort of uh, knowledge or history around a specific brand. What, what should they look for? You know, I really ultimately at that stage in the game, you got to look at your budget. Once you determine your budget, then you can narrow it down, frankly, to uh, uh, something that's going to work for you, whether it is you're looking for a truck for work, whether you're looking for an SUV for your family or a minivan or strictly uh, an economy car just for your basic transportation. Budget is ultimately key, and within that budget, it'll help you narrow down 
what you should be looking at. If you're limited with your respect to your budget, you're not going to go out there and look at an Audi or a BMW or really some of the higher end imports as well, right? You're going to focus on what, what fits within your budget. And remember the previous conversations that we've had, previous podcasts, really. Uh, about 85% of consumers that want to buy a vehicle need financing. And financing is key. So when you're out there shopping, you want to make sure you don't get yourself into a loan that is, uh, frankly, the term is extensive where it gets you into negative equity, okay? So you're going to focus on the formula that I provided you guys in that uh, in those podcasts, which is the 2010-5 rule. Right. 20% down, never more than 10% of your budget, uh, frankly, of your paycheck, and never finance anything longer than five years. If you stick with that, that budget will keep you out of trouble. You can only afford so many toys inside the toys too, right? <laughs> Fair enough. Absolutely. You know, the difference between a, a, a medium level model and a higher end model within the same trim could be tens of thousands of dollars more. It's amazing how much more expensive some of these vehicles and just because you've got these additional features, it doesn't necessarily mean they're more reliable either. Right. It's just more things to break down. So, again, that's where that research comes in. Would you say, Nick, and this is probably just my own bias, but with the evolution and the advances in technology, I would make the assumption most car manufacturers and brands out there are, are pretty level. When, and, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to try not to project this onto you, uh, but my take is that, that most car manufacturers right now, they're on pretty level playing fields when it comes to technology, when it comes to uh, build quality. Of course, there's going to be variances, but you know, would you would you say that that uh, the even play the playing field is quite even when it comes to to technology? If somebody's looking for technology, yeah, good question. You know what, Kevin? When it it all depends on the component you're speaking to. You may have one company manufacturing the radar systems within a vehicle for multiple OEMs. But when you're specifically looking, for example, at an engine block, that particular manufacturer is going to build their own engine block. And I don't want to name names, but there are some OEMs out there that, frankly, when it comes to a particular model or a particular year, the engine block that they put in, in their vehicles uh, really tended to have some significant reliability issues. Well, let's just keep it at that because, again, I don't want to get into uh, specifics here. Uh, and that's why it's key. When you're looking at a, at a particular brand, also focus on the model within that brand because maybe 80% of their vehicles are reliable, but the one vehicle you're looking at may have had some engine issues or transmission issues. So with respect to the availability of components, it all depends on components when it comes to reliability, but specific to an uh, uh, OEM, again, just to summarize, yeah. uh, focus on, on uh, what they manufacture specific to that vehicle. Nick, is there a tendency by people to overlook maybe some of the challenges or issues that the vehicle or the model is having because people are in love with the way it looks and all that kind of stuff? 100%. I am bad for that. But over the Everybody years, is, I think I'm a man anymore. Over the years, having to spend significant amount of money to repair vehicles, 
Uh, I've kind of backed away from that, really. You know, ultimately, there is a process you should go through when you're inspecting and test driving these new and near new vehicles. Really, I highly recommend people bring a friend along with them, a family member. You are so distracted and, and quite emotional about that purchase that you tend to miss a lot of significant information, right? That individual that you bring with you that extra set of eyes is going to notice some things that you're not going to notice, right? So it's key you bring somebody with you, have that conversation after with respect to your thoughts, their thoughts, what you missed. Oh, hey, I, just <laughs> I, thought of, I, I just thought of another thing too to add to that is that if you're looking at getting a vehicle, it's always seen different from the other side of the seat. Like the, as a driver, you look at certain things, but if you're the passenger, you're going to look at completely other different things too, right? Well, Absolutely, 100%. Me as a driver, I'm always focusing on a cockpit because that's yeah. where I'm going to spend the most of my time. The passenger, right, if it's a significant other, they're wondering uh, if, you know, in two or three years when the kids grow up, if they're still going to fit in the back, right? Uh, here's another one that actually always makes me laugh because I fell into that trap. Uh, when you're doing your research, really measure the darn vehicle. How many times have you heard of people buying a truck and now that truck doesn't fit in their garage? It's too long. We all, A lot of the new homes being built out there today, uh, frankly, are shorter and narrower. If Even if the truck fits in the garage, your significant other can't park beside you because there's no way they can get in, right? Uh, maybe you're buying an SUV. The SUV might be too tall for the parkade that you, that you use for work, right? So, you know, as funny as that sounds, these are some of the things that eliminate uh, certain vehicles, right? Interior space, the vehicle cockpit, maybe it's not intuitive for you. You just don't like it. You'd be surprised how often the size of the vehicle, the, uh, the functionality, the inner functionality of the vehicle, uh, as well as the, um, uh, the electronics and how well they work, whether they're intuitive or not, tends to eliminate a lot of vehicles out of the mix. You know, I find myself going from one side of the fence to the other and back again because, you know, we're trying to add value to consumers here and, and try to make things simple. But we also know the flip side of that is this is a highly not only is it a big investment, but it's a highly emotional purchase. Absolutely. Right? How do you feel about the vehicles? Because I know from my personal experience, feel is something that I'm actually, I know that I'm paying for, right? Yeah. I'm not just paying for a commuter uh, for me. And that's just my personal style is I'm paying for something that how it makes me feel, right? Does it make me feel secure, confident? Uh, does it make me feel uh, sporty on the road, per se, you know, without breaking uh, laws or speed limits? So, <laughs> so that's how I gauge it. But, uh, you know, what would you say to somebody that, that has an experience, doesn't have a lot of experience in the purchase, you know, outside of, outside of bringing somebody along? Because, again, there could be good advice and bad advice. Uh, you know, if you bring one of Bryn's uh, family members and it's not a Ford, then they're going to give you probably bad advice on the Lexus that you're looking at. So we're over that, yeah. by the way. We're all over that. Everybody's good. We're clear. No problem. <laughs> good. You're getting you're getting Bryn in trouble here, Kevin. <laughs> oh, I'm just teasing. Uh, but yeah, what what would you say to that? Because it, it is so subjective, and there's so much information out there. You know, what can somebody do to simplify the process? You know what, in all honesty, uh, Kevin, it comes down to, uh, you know, the three components I touched on. It's that comfort, it's that convenience, and, of course, it's also 
uh, the enjoyment level in a vehicle. Everybody's different. What you enjoy is going to be different from what I enjoy, correct? So the test drive is key. Part of bringing somebody along with you is that, uh, to frankly, just to point out some of the things that uh, really that you're going to miss. You are engaged with the salesperson, especially if they're with you on the test drive. They're focusing your attention on certain things where you need to be looking at the big picture. Really, ultimately, when you're in your vehicle, you need to make sure, you know, as an example, right? The speed and the acceleration is good. You're com quite comfortable with that. In the event that you're on the highway or going up a hill, maneuverability works for you, right? Can you do a U-turn in this vehicle in a tight space? You know, can you easily do some parallel parking with that? Is it maneuverable? And really, if you spend most of your time driving in the country on dirt roads, you want to make sure it's comfortable for you. You know, I'm not saying to go out there and really put the vehicle through on some unrealistic tests or unrealistic stress, but just drive it as you would every day and see if you still feel the same way about it uh, pre, uh, frankly, test drive. If you do, you know, maybe this is a vehicle you pursue further and you do some more homework on. Just never rush into a purchase. This is a pretty expensive purchase for most uh, most people out there. Is there anything we're missing? We've been talking about new vehicles here. We'll talk about uh, older vehicles a little bit later on, but is there anything we're missing here, Nick? You know what, what I really want to touch on when it comes to new and uh, nearly new vehicles, and this is information that really isn't out there, really hard to get at unless, uh, unless you're in the business or unless you understand the industry. In the event you purchase a new vehicle or near new vehicle that still has manufacturer warranty, not third-party warranty, but manufacturer warranty, and you're having some issues with the dealer when it comes to getting certain warranty repairs done, certain defects, uh, there is a body out there in Canada, which is the closest thing that we have to the federal lemon laws uh, in the U.S., and that's the Canadian Motor Vehicle Arbitration Plan. The CAM, I, I always get this, it's a tongue twister for me, the CAMVAP, okay? Their whole existence is around making sure that they frankly help consumers and manufacturer resolve disputes around quality, around defects, and around warranty issues. Okay? Their decision is always binding, right? So they don't they're they're not one-sided. It's all about making sure that whatever the decision they put out there, it's fair for both consumers and dealers. So that's one thing that I know not very many people are aware of. Uh, so if you're having trouble with the dealer when it comes to some warranty components, warranty issues, warranty service, you do have an avenue. In addition, on the near new vehicles, if you purchased it from a dealer, in most provinces, the dealers are expected to provide you a vehicle uh, report, a vehicle safety report. Always look at that. Don't ignore that. Ask for that in the beginning, pre-test drive, frankly. Okay. You can look at it and decide, you know, whether this is something that uh, you even want to test drive. Never forget the Carfax. Uh, frankly, the minute you drive the vehicle off of the dealer's lot, potentially you can get into an accident. Always check the Carfax, even on near new vehicles. In the event that there's ever an accident on the vehicle, uh, always have it inspected by a body shop as well. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of uh, nefarious body shops you know, truly out there. You know, might be a, uh, a fender bender. They replace the skin on the bumper, but did they really address the damage on the subframe, right? So it's always best to get a vehicle inspected if it's ever been in an accident. 
Uh, and frankly, I'll leave it right there when it comes to the new and nearly new vehicles. I think that's an important component for consumers to be aware of in the event that they're having trouble uh, with the dealer or the OEM. I think there's a lot of questions around this, but I think we've covered a lot today. So, uh, you know, I'm going to, I'll just leave it there. Yeah. And our next podcast will maybe cover some of the stuff we may have missed and also took a look at some of the more experienced and veteran vehicles out there as well. Is that, is there's got to be a better word than that? Uh, Seasoned. Thank you. Uh, of a different <laughs> vintage. Uh, Nick, thanks for your time today. This is great stuff. Appreciate it. Well, I wish you had more time. There's a lot to get into, so we'll try and capture that on the next podcast. Well, that's it for today. We hope you enjoyed our Carbiza podcast, and we hope it helps you in your search. On behalf of Kevin Wong, I'm Bryn Griffiths, and thanks for listening. 